So today I'll share something from uh, Proverbs 13, verse 15. The Bible says, Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. By good understanding, you can connect and receive the favor of God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Because favor is something that God has availed to every child of God. But you see, the most important thing for us to understand is as much as God has availed a lot to us. It's important to carry the consciousness of these things. It's important to carry the revelation of what God has availed unto us. Praise the Lord. The scriptures are very clear. That God has given unto us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That means for a believer, all things. All things, not some. All things pertaining to life and godliness have been given unto us. All things. It's so powerful to carry that vision that God has given unto us all things. And today is one of those summons of opening your consciousness to what God has availed unto you. So the Bible says good understanding, good understanding giveth favor. That means if a man carries good understanding, he can appropriate and walk in the favor of God. Praise the Lord. But the Bible says, but the way of the transgressors is hard. Transgression, that's rebellion. Being deceitful. Being faithless. That's the Hebrew rendering of that word. That means when a man is a transgressor, his way becomes hard. His way, his path. For we know that the Bible says that the path of the just is as a shining light, shining brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. That means when a man understands that he's just, he is able to walk in the experience of the light that God has given unto us. That's why the Bible says that the path of the just, that means if you want to understand what God has availed unto a just man, that his path is brighter. It's always growing in light. That's our life. It's from glory to glory. It's from faith to faith. It's from power to power. It's from increase to increase. Praise God. Some of you, as long as you have known this ministry, you have only seen a trajectory of growth in every dimension, both as a ministry, both as the minister, both as the man of God. All you see is growth. But until a man has really understood what God has really availed for us in Christ Jesus, they cannot really walk in the true experience of this. So Proverbs 13, 15 says, good understanding, give it That means if a man has the right understanding, he can walk in the favor of God. Now today I don't want to speak of favor as something that just happens to you once in a while. No, favor is a given for the believer. Somebody give the Lord a big hand clap. It's a given. That means it's something for you to partake. Never live a disadvantaged life. Never, never live a disadvantaged life. A man walks in life that's disadvantaged, hasn't really understood the advantage. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, but the way of the transgressors is hard. If you understand transgression according to the New Testament, Paul says something. He says, if I build the things that were destroyed, he said, I make myself a transgressor. That means in Christ Jesus, God has offered unto us eternal salvation. And salvation has delivered us from many things. The word soteria, soterion, that means we are preserved. We walk in the deliverance of God. We walk in the safety of God. That means these things have been availed. When you are in salvation, you have been delivered from the molestation of enemies. That means anything that can harm you, you are delivered from it. It's important for you to understand. You are delivered. You know, some of those people who have weird dreams. Let me tell you. For me, if I have some of those dreams, either it's a fleece from the enemy trying to test what I know, or it's the prudence of the spirit trying to warn me to give me so that I carry understanding of what I ought to do to avoid something. But I don't have this understanding that there's anything that can really be against me. Why? Because when a man understands the favor of God, he'll understand that your enemies will never prevail over you. <laughs> anything, enemy can never prevail. He says, for I understood. 
that the favor of God, that the Lord has favored me, for he has delivered me from my enemies. He says, by this I know, that thou favors me, because mine enemy does not triumph over me. Listen, when you know that you're a favored man, your enemy will never. Enemy is not just men. No, it's anything that's against. Are you getting me? What God has availed for you in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Sickness is an enemy. It cannot prevail over you. Any situation can never. You've heard our father many times say, say this. And he says, no man has ever gone again against him and prevailed. Let me tell you, when you're favored, eh? You are like God. The Bible says, he that sitteth in the heaven laughs. Praise the Lord. He you laugh. Are you hearing me? That laughter is a revelation. The Bible says, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Give me the amplified version of that. The amplified. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord has them in derision. And in supreme contempt, he mocks them. That means laughter is like mockery. Are you getting me? <laughs> Are you getting me? When you understand that you, someone wants to go, you begin laughing. But you see, that's how God is. Now the Bible says we are seated with him in heavenly places, far above. And let me tell you, when you understand the thing, you start laughing at any plan. Are you getting me? Laughter is a knowledge and understanding of what God, where God has placed you. Praise God. It's an understanding of where God has really placed you. Because you have understanding that the things that work for you are too many for anything to go against you. Ah, there's too much. There's too much working for me for a man to go against me. It's a joke for a man to go against God. Because I carry good understanding. But the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. That means transgression in our understanding is to build what God already destroyed. You make yourself a transgressor. Oh God, help me. No, you are too helped of God. Are you getting me? You know, some of these prayers are just prayers that are relating to our human circumstances, but we are not in that realm. You know, some of those prayers just look okay for human situations, by the way, but some of them are not revelation. Did you realize that? Because, listen, do you know where you are with him? As much as you have a physical body in a fallen world, you are not, listen, your body. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus, seated far above all power and principality. Let me tell you, when you understand this, you realize that your body and physical experiences will follow. Do you realize that? Because the pendulum is very clear. When God has availed everything for you in your spirit, in your spirit you are perfect. You are perfect. Now, when you get saved, you are saved. Praise the Lord. But you see, the Lord has said that I will all men to be saved and come. That means there's a higher knowledge in God. God's desire is that the church doesn't just get saved. That's why we will labor to teach the word of God. That men may come to that level of where they really are in Christ. Praise the Lord. So, we labor to bring men to that place. To present men perfect. Listen. This gospel ought to present you perfect. He says, whom we preach warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we might present every man perfect in Christ. Perfect in Christ. God wants to present you perfect in Christ. That's the essence of the gospel. The gospel presents you perfect in Christ. The gospel, that's why you come. You realize many of you, when the word of God is ministered, preached unto you, it presents you perfect. That's why we come to church. That's why we listen to the word of God. That's why we take time to stay by the word. As you're by the word, you realize who you really are. We are not of this world. Listen, that's growing. That's maturity. When a man has matured, he has really understood who they really are in Christ. Who they really are in Christ. So if a man carries no understanding, he cannot experience or walk in the favor that God has availed. The Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. That means if a man carries no understanding in this world, he'll live a hard life. Now, you're not living a hard life 
because of the circumstances. No, it's because of transgression. You are building that which was already destroyed. Oh God, make me rich. Listen. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, he was made poor for my sake. That I might be rich. That means when you are born again, God presented you rich. Now, you start praying and believing God from the place of wealth. Let me tell you, let me tell you, in Fenero Ministries, we present, listen, this is what we preach to people. That's, what we, that's the word of God. That is the word of God because the word of God is a cleanser. The Bible says you are clean through the word of God. The word of God cleanses you, are you getting me? Of that filth. What is filth? You know, any fallen understanding of who you really are. The word of God presents you perfect. That's why, let me tell you something. We emphasize this. Listen, you have to be by the word of God. It doesn't matter what. Everywhere. 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 Let me tell you, we encourage you. Many times, even though you're not necessarily seated. Listen, put a someone and play the word. As you're doing whatever you're doing. In your car, make sure you have the word. Make sure that every time there's a scripture, there's something you're meditating upon. Because that word produces understanding. Let me tell you, when you understand this life, listen, favor is a given. And as I continue to elucidate in the few minutes I have, many of you are going to be really convinced. Because the, the essence is to be really convinced. Paul says that continue in the things that thou hast been assured of and thou hast learned. That means continue. You see, some of you don't know how to continue. Are you getting me? To go deeper, continue in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Praise the Lord. That means even the man that teaches is a pattern. You have to know him. Knowing of him, whom thou hast learned of them. That means if you don't really, sometimes it's important to listen to the word, to come to church, listen to the word, to get a someone... Go home and play it again. Because as you play it, you continue. As you listen, God will, many of you, sudden revelations come deeper as you're by the word. You start getting more and more understanding. Listen, what we do here is just not the end. It's the beginning. For you to go deep. So you find a man building what was already destroyed because he carries no understanding. That's what the Bible calls transgression. So many men are transgressing. Hey. Some are fighting. What? Curses. I mean, we... Some are still conscious of the law. Things that were broken. You see, the Bible says, when you continue that portion of the scripture, Paul says, for I through the law, I through the law, for I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. For I through the law, because Christ is the fulfillment of the law. That means what the law desired to do was fulfilled in Christ. And Christ now is in us. So Paul says that I through the law, I'm dead to the law that I might live unto God. Praise the Lord. That I might live unto God. For the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. Listen, the law of sin and you are free. You are free from the law of sin and death. You are free. You are free. You are free from death. That means everything, there's a law at work in your life that has dispensed you under the spirit of life. Zoe. Praise the Lord. Zoe is at work everywhere. Zoe. It's a law. The life of God has become a law unto you. Hey. It has become a law unto you. There are things, let me tell you, when you understand, it's like the law of gravity. Whether you think about it, listen, if I just start walking on this, except by another law, we are sure what's going to happen. I'm going to come down. I don't even need to think about it. Like you understand the laws of gravity and the laws that function in this world. So it is for the laws of the spirit of life. There is something operating on your life. The consciousness of it is the very effectual working of it in your life. The more you are conscious of it, the more you agree and settle and yield that there's a law at work in me. I cannot fail. It's a law. Did you realize that? It's a law. I'm above. That means wherever you go, there's a law that will ensure that you are above. 
Are you getting me? That law has set you, has made you free from the law of sin and death. Hey. That's when you really rest. Because you have believed. Praise God. That's why some of us, when a man has really understood these things, they seem to have a composure and a peace and a certain rest upon their lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, when a man fully carries the understanding of who they really are, they're able to walk in one, some of the things that God has heard. And one of the things today, my emphasis, in light of our year, extraordinary resurrections. is a yeah. By the way, God is already doing a lot, by the way. I don't know about you. He's doing a lot. Things are, hey, hey. How many have seen some things and you're like, but why, God, now? Why now? For me, I was talking to him. I said, but God, why are you doing it now? Why? No, I remember this the year of extraordinary resurrections. But as God does this in our lives, one of the things that came to my heart was to fully understand and be persuaded of the favor of that God has availed to us. Our man of God has ministered in this light before this. There's someone he has done about a couple of years ago. But today I just want to share in the same understanding because some of these things have to, we cannot just lightly share on them. As much as some of them, by the way, the Spirit of God may give slight prints. But they be very careful whenever the Spirit of God poses certain things. And sometimes they seem like they are just gentle in Scripture, but they are very deep. How can the Lord appear to a woman? He says, Mary, thou hast been favored among all women. Now listen, that woman, that woman among all women, was the only woman, according to scripture, the favor of God he's talking about, was to give birth. That was her ministry. She knew no man. That was favor. God appears to her. She knew no man was to give birth to the Christ. He says, and the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou art highly favored. That means there are degrees of favor, by the way. Hey, Hey, you see, this thing was not written for Mary. No, it was written for my comfort. Me, I believe this. There are some things God is going to only do for Pastor Zach. I believe, listen, and you have to, me, I believe it. There is something I have to have that no man. How many of you relate with me? What have you never had? Listen, that's personal with God. There are some things God has to do in your life that are, that are your revelation and secret in the koinonia, in the intimacy with him. Praise God. Like a man has a certain relationship with his wife that no man else knows of. Oh. That means there are certain favors. Listen, the Bible says that thou art highly favored. Ah, somebody take it. Receive it. Somebody receive it. That, that's power. Somebody receive God can do something out. Let me tell you. You see, up here is so wide. My father always says up there is so wide. The space is so big. It's so big. There is space for all of us. And for every man, God has a specific print for them. Ah. You see, when we hear other men, people's testimonies, we're encouraged that God can do the same. But there is a way he can do something. God can favor you uniquely. And today, if, if you don't get everything, leave saying there is something for me that I have not had before. I mean, imagine Mary. Mary to this day knows it. She was the only mother of the Christ in the flesh. Listen, you see, for me, that scripture is also for me. That means you might be in a situation that you've never had anyone get out of. Now you're going to be the first. <laughs> you see, let me tell you, temptation can vary, but there's nothing new. But listen, even in that unique situation, you are going to be the first. And sometimes it takes a certain degree of favor. It takes a certain unique degree of favor. And that's what today I'm here to just emphasize in our year of extraordinary resurrections. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says something so powerful in Genesis. The Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. He showed him mercy. The Hebrew word is to extend mercy. 
stretch out mercy. That means God revealed mercy to Joseph. God revealed. That means a certain revelation of mercy. Because the scripture says the Lord was with Joseph. That means Joseph was with the Lord. He was a man. The Bible says and Joseph was the Lord and he was a prosperous man. The scriptures are very clear. That man moved with God. And the scripture says that the same Joseph was with the Lord and the Lord in that relationship stretched out mercy. The word is to yield mercy. To cause a man to yield to his mercy. And the scripture says but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Listen, that means a certain revelation of the mercy of God hit Joseph. Now listen to the result. And him favor. Listen, the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. That means... When this man connected with the mercy of God, God created a certain favor upon the prison warder. And the prison warder favored Joseph. That means there was a relationship between the mercy of God and the extension of mercy. Are you getting me? To a prison warder that he might favor Joseph. Are you seeing how these things work? That means a certain revelation of God's mercy can hit you. And that same God extends mercy to the man that ought to get you out of that situation. Let me tell you, this man was in a prison. And God stretching out his mercy. The same God who stretched out mercy. Extended gracious. Uh, listen to what the ISV version says. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph and he extended gracious love to him. Causing the prison warden to be pleased with Joseph. Now, the Hebrew rendering for the word favor is the same word as charm. That means favor is like a charm, according to the Hebrew guys. There's a charm. Hey, a guy who is supposed to arrest you. Are you getting me? God can place a charm. That's favor. And you pass where you're not supposed to pass. 2023. God can put a charm on you. Are you getting me? That's a favor. And the man that hated you, are you getting me? Begins to favor you immediately. Because you have the revelation of God's mercy. The same God who extended mercy to Joseph. Put favor. Same, same God. Ah, loose cavalier. That means, listen, that's why the Bible is very clear concerning God. The Bible says he ruleth in the kingdom of men. Ah. The Bible says he ruleth. In, that means there's a kingdom of men. And there's a God that rules in that kingdom. That means when you experience the mercy of God, eh, there's a certain favor supposed to work for you in this physical world. That's why the blind man could say, son of David, they're talking to Jesus, have mercy. They needed healing. They said mercy. <laughs> son of David, have mercy upon us. And when Jesus departed, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Next line. Next line. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said, Believe yet that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yeah, the Lord. You see that? Now listen. I'm going to connect something very powerful. There's something so deep there. Mercy brought them to him. That means he was availed to them. But in the mercy, in them being before the master, who is Jesus, when they come before him, he asks them, do you believe that I'm able to heal? See that? And they said, of course. And the scriptures are very clear. Next line. Then touched he their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Now there's something so powerful there. The Bible says in Matthew, the book of Matthew, I think Matthew 23. The Bible says, that you have omitted the weightier matters of the law, of judgment, of mercy, and faith. That means there are certain laws that are heavy. There are laws. Laws that you have omitted. It says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint 
and Anis and coming and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, comma, of judgment, mercy and faith. You see, now when it comes to judgment, it says comma, then it ends and says mercy and faith. Mercy and faith. They said, son of David, have mercy upon us. Then he comes and he says, do you believe? Are you getting me? That I am able to heal you. And they said, yeah, are you getting me? And he said, the Bible says, and he touched them and they were healed. You see that? That means when a man understands the mercy of God, it's able to believe God. You know, God is merciful. Are you getting me? It's easy. You know, when the mercy of God has not settled in your heart, it's hard to receive certain truths concerning you. You see, some people struggle to receive because their hearts are hard towards the truth. And sometimes God has broken us. That's why the Bible says a broken and contrite spirit. The Bible says he cannot ignore. That means God is merciful to a man that's broken. There is a certain degree of mercy that any man that's really broken before God will experience. It says that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. That means whenever a man's heart is really broken. Eh? You see, the word broken, God uses something so powerful there for some of you to understand. He uses broken and contrite. Two things. Yes, it's broken. A man could be broken. Maybe one leg is broken and he's able to move with one. But the word contrite means he cannot even help himself. Hey! That means when you're broken and contrite, you can't even move. There's no ability for you to take yourself out of that situation. Then that one he says, I can't ignore. So when a man is really dead, broken before God, it's easy for God to move in their life. Sometimes when you feel certain things are not really, sometimes learn to break before God. Before It's the presence. The presence has a certain weight. That's why when it comes to the heart, the Bible is very clear. He says, a stony heart, are you getting me, shall I take out of you and give you a heart of flesh that I may be able to cause you to walk in my style. That means God has to walk with a responsive heart. Sometimes when certain things are not moving, just check your heart. Just check your heart. When a heart is fully broken, it's easy for certain things to move your way. Praise the Lord. That's why we love the presence. Sometimes we are prostrate in the presence and you just let you, you know, these are things I believe every child of God should you know, have your time with God. That's why we love the presence. We cry there. That's where we cry from. That's where we lay everything and rest. And we are sure there's a system, are you getting me, by God that carries us. A certain man of God said something very powerful. I'll never forget. He said that grace of God is too high for you to attain. But at the same time, it's too low for you to miss. You can't work to get it. And neither can't you miss it. Praise the Lord. I mean, it's lower. It can pick a broken man. Praise God. Praise God. It's important for us to understand. Sometimes you need to... I think I'm, I don't know why I've gone this line. I wasn't planning. But there's someone here. You are just... It's just that you've been rebellious. You're, sometimes you just need to give God a bit of attention. You just need to just pour your heart out to him and just be before him. You'll be amazed by what he can do in your life. That's why waiting on God is so important for any minister. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the Bible says in a portion of scripture, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. That's Proverbs 3.3. 3. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Listen, mercy and truth, are you getting me? Should be written upon the table of thine heart. These are things you're not casual about. Listen, the scripture says, let them not forsake thee. That means you cannot be casual when it comes to the mercy and truth of God. Those are things that we can't leave. We can't let. Those are things we have to grasp. Those are things we have to take a hold of in our salvation. He says, bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. And there's a full colon, meaning something's going to be introduced. There's a full colon. Whenever you see that in the scriptures, God is introducing something. He says, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. That means a man who has embraced the mercy and truth of God will always find 
Are you getting me? That means, listen, understand, when a man has learned to embrace the mercy and truth of God, that man will always find favor. Favor, let me tell you something. For us, is not a once in a while thing. It's a constant for every man that has believed. It's a constant. And in this year, we can't be light on it. Because one of the things people don't understand is the favor of God has a lot to do with the redemption of time. Sometimes your promotion just needs a something or a man or God to favor you a certain way and your life changes. It just takes that. For Esther, it was one moment with the king and she was queen. The Bible tells us, listen, the moment she met the king, the Bible says she was crowned queen. Are you listening? The Bible says the moment... The moment she met him. Now, I want you to see the preceding scripture. The preceding scripture says something so powerful, which I want to go in shortly. The preceding scripture says that most women, before they met the king, they were before Hegai, who was the king's chamberlain. That means this guy was in charge of all the beautiful women that were supposed to be before the king. I don't have time to share the whole story. But this king, remember what Vashti had done? She had dishonored the king and said, you know what? Because of that, they said, let us get women from all over the world to replace Vashti. And out of them, only one shall be queen. She will be crowned queen. But the secret with Esther is very interesting. The Bible says most women, before they went before the king, they would tell the king's chamberlain what they wanted to go with. And of course, it would be given to them by the scriptures. Verse 13. Then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given to her to go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. That means for every woman who was going to go before the king, she would request what she wanted to go with to the king, to meet the king. So whatever, if you said, I want this kind of dress, I want this kind of perfume, whatever you wanted, whatever you desired to have was given to you and then Because there's an understanding here that these women kind of thought that this thing will work and give me what? Favor. There was a work there. Hey! There was a work. Sometimes it's not what you dress. You know, dressing is good, but there's something deeper. You can do a lot outward, but there's something deeper. So I can imagine women there, you know, sometimes when we're meditating on the word, we start imagining and we, we see some characters. Praise God. But I won't go into the characters. I'll leave them for some men of God here to meditate upon. Praise God. But I can imagine every woman had a way. For me, I like this kind of dress. Me, I like this kind of perfume. I like this kind of makeup. I like this. Me, uh-uh. Before I meet him, I have to be like this. But there's something about Esther. Ma Sakuda. She told the king's chamberlain, no, I'm not going to determine you choose for me. Whatever you desire, I will go. When you understand that something, listen, she chose, and I love the power of submission. There's a power there. There's, a, there's something so deep. You see, there's a glory and a beauty on submitted people. That's why, let me tell you something. Even your Lord, Jesus the Master, submitted himself before men. That all righteousness would, men probably of lower rank. John the Baptist said, I was not worthy even to tie the latter of issue. But Jesus said, no, no, no. That all righteousness may be fulfilled. That means for every man in the world, you have to go and another man. It's a principle of the spirit. And the Bible says, when the man was baptized, the Lord spoke. He says, in him I'm well pleased. That means God is pleased with the man. And the Bible says, and the spirit. Are you seeing now? Uh, the spirit. Jesus didn't say now, okay, I'm done baptizing. Let me go to the desert. Uh-uh. When he was pleased, the spirit carried the man and took him into the wilderness. That's favor. A certain force of God's hand. In fact, I love the rendering of favor in the, in the New Testament. In Luke 2.52, he says something so powerful. In Greek, it's the word charis, which is same as grace. It's synonymous. It's charis. The Greek have one word for favor and grace. That's why when you study the rendering there, it's grace, that which affords joy or pleasure or delight. Okay? But here, the focus is favor. The Bible says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man. Now, I like one of the things that the Greek 
rendering puts, it says the spiritual condition of one governed by the power of divine grace. Are you getting me? That means favor is a spiritual condition of one governed. That means men who are favored are under a government. Hey, there's a government at work trying to make sure, you get me, that situations work for you. That means favor is not just a charm, uh-uh, but it is the deliberate mind of God, are you getting me, concerning your life. That's why your master Jesus, in the first dimension of his ministry, the Bible tells us he grew. He grew. He grew in it. He grew in the government that governs a man. That means for his next dimension of ministry, are you getting me? He was walking, are you getting me, under favor. That's the man who could say, go and bring me a whatever, a donkey. He doesn't have to ask, I tell who's, uh-uh. Go and bring that one. That's favor, are you getting me? You try it when you're not under favor, you'll understand. That's why I love the laws of the spirit. They're different. You can say one word, eh? And another man tries it and they die. And they're arrested immediately. Then for you, you do it eh? and every door opens. Because there's a government. There's a condition at work. Praise the Lord. The favor of God has a lot to do with the redemption of time. Because whenever God is going to advantage a man above others, whenever God is going to position a man ahead of many, you realize that a certain favor is availed to them. A certain favor. A certain favor. And today some of you, eh, you're going to live convinced. In some of you, certain things are going to work not tomorrow, immediately. Because there's the consciousness of the government at work. There's something at work. How do you say? You see, God told Moses, he said, he said, when it's time for my children to leave the Egyptians, he says, I'll put favor before them. And these guys will say, I need that gold. And then they, you know, you go to someone and say, I need that billion. They give, they hand it over. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. That means anything you require... God had put a certain system called favor. Someone has a golden necklace and they love it and say, I need that. They just do this. And then they say, go and serve the Lord. Are you getting me? Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes God has to favor a certain position for you and your life changes forever. For Esther, it was a marriage issue. God had to position her to queen to redeem a whole tribe. That means you marry a man, you marry a king and save your nation. Ah! And for us, we are married to Christ. Praise God. We are the bride of Christ. Are you getting me? You just had to be saved. You just had to be born again and change the destiny of your family. Favor. Did you realize that? Did you realize that? That you may be there and you're in, you're in Chukubo hustling. Then a king sees you. Are you getting me? And says, that's my wife. Are you getting me? Hey, <laughs> praise God. It's there in the Bible. Bible, Bible, here. These things were written for our comfort, to comfort you a bit. Eh? You know that madness you have of God, but you see you are far. Ah, God is trying to deal with you. Are you getting me? To comfort. Eh? You know, I love the scriptures. They take out all manner of madness. Praise God. Praise God. It says, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, where these things were written for our learning, that through patience and comfort, of the scriptures, we might have hope. When the Bible says, and Esther, listen, the Bible says in Esther 2.15, every man that looked at Esther favored her. Did you realize that? It says, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. That means God can put a certain favor upon you and all, all men. Now, understand, just when you're in 2023, when every man that looks at you, now every person, now how much can you have? Do you realize you know, how much, if someone wants to put it monetary, how much can work for you when a certain favor is upon your life that every man that looks upon your life. Now, these things are written for our comfort. That means you can live in a life, are you getting me, where you're favored everywhere you go. Somebody say, I walk in the favor of God. I walk, I live there, I sleep there, I wake up. You know, some of these things, you don't play with them. 
You see, you don't play with this. Because I've realized God wants to do these things so that you can really serve him. We can understand service. You know, so, so that you can give your time to God. Eh? You can go on a trip and just serve God. You can do whatever you need to do to serve him because he has favored. He has done too much. For the Bible says a good name is greater than wealth and riches. And loving favor is better than silver and gold. Why? Because favor can bring everything you need in life. We know the story of Ruth. You know, I love it that especially in the Old Testament, when the Bible picks on favor, it uses two great women of God, the matriarchs, Esther and Ruth. You realize that those two married men of high standing, the typification of us being married to Christ. That's how it works. Favor takes you higher. Someone gave me a sweet. That's not favor. I get, I'm not preaching that favor. But someone opened the door for me. Those are... No, no. We're talking about higher graces. Something you can share and people fear. You see, Esther and Ruth are married to men of nobility. Notice, Ruth is a Moabite. She's not a Jew. She's not qualified. She's from, listen, a Gentile world. And that in those days was not simple. And the kinsman redeemer, La Ruth Kadasa. You know, favor gives you what you don't deserve by human standards. That's one of the, you, something comes that people look at you and say, yeah. Ah, I love that. They say, why? It doesn't look like your level of education, your social status. doesn't look like the amount of money you have. doesn't look like your family. But God puts a certain favor on you and says, but, but what's wrong with that guy? And sometimes, let me make it clear. Sometimes you realize they're enemies. Because it's a bit complex. When the favor of God gets upon your life, first of all, even you, if you don't have this full revelation, you can get scared a bit. That's why today I want to emphasize, no, it's scaring. When true favor hits you, you can get scared. Let me tell you, you're not just a Moabite and you wake up with a king. <laughs> Esther, adopted by Mordecai. Mordecai said, don't tell, don't tell people who you are. Keep quiet. There's something I'm monitoring. Keep quiet. You keep quiet. Ah! You are a star. Are you hearing me? You keep quiet. You're my daughter. But just keep quiet. Don't reveal your idea. I mean, when this thing, is, don't even introduce yourself. Let it introduce you. Are you see, I'm the what of what? I'm the apostle of something ministries. What, what? No, 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 no. No, no, you keep quiet and say, let men say, but there's something about you. Where are you from? First come, are you hearing me? Let me tell you. Have you know why Mordecai told her, keep quiet? God is trying to reveal. Listen, don't blow your cover before I blow it. Yeah, I want to blow it. Hey, God wants to blow your cover. That the, what, you appear a queen. Now listen, just imagine. Hegai was, was looking after his queen. I want you to get it. So Hagar is looking after these women. And in there, one of them is called Esther. And he's the one determining what she should go with. But from the time she leaves the king, she's now their queen. That's why, let me tell you, listen, your status can change immediately, overnight. You wake up, and that's what really happened to us. It's favor. It's a favor. For the Bible says the favor of God was upon her, that every man that looked upon her wanted to favor. Even the queen was not, listen, even that scripture is there before she meets the king. That means she was in a realm of favor that any man that sets sights on her says, ah, my, she was crowned that night. It wasn't a process. Hey, she was queen overnight. There was no consultancy. Favor. The man said, this is my queen. I'm speaking to someone here. Listen, let God do something in your life, eh? That will take generations to explain how you can be a rapist, then be thrown into prison. Then the next morning, I get me. You are heading a whole kingdom, Egypt. Let me tell you, that's favor. It's favor. It's favor. It's favor. That means your life and seasons can switch in a twinkling, in a twinkling of an eye. I believe the Bible says in a twinkling of an eye we shall be changed. So does, listen, favor has a lot to do with the redemption of time. That means in your season of redemption, God avails a certain favor for a certain purpose. 
For the Bible says, there's a portion of scripture that says that, that the Lord shall have mercy upon Zion. For this is the set time to favor her. The Lord shall, the Bible says, the Lord, the Lord shall have mercy upon Zion. For this is the set time. You see, that means favor has a timing issue. It is to accomplish certain purposes. That means for those things to really manifest, before that God avails a certain favor to, listen, to accomplish a certain purpose in your life. When you look at the people favored in the scriptures, there's a clear definition with the timing of the spirit. That means there's a certain favor. Listen, why does God, the Bible says that many men were at the pool of Bethsaida, many broken folk, but the Bible says he went to one man. I am that one. Ah, you see, who is that man? Why? Listen, you see, some of these things are timing issues. And he goes to one man and the problem was a timing issue. That means when we really understand, we shall really discern the things that really ought to favor us. Some of the things that ought to favor you is your next neighbor. The guy is sitting next to you and you don't know it. But because you carry no spirit of discernment, you cannot figure it out. You be careful with some of the people God brings around you. God has come. He's come. He's come. He's come. He's come. And sometimes with good understanding, the Bible says God giveth. That means sometimes men don't walk in this because they don't carry understanding. When it comes to understanding, because the first place is the unveiling, the apocalypsis of things. That means when the spirit of revelation hits a thing, a certain light is cast upon it that you are able to see. That means if it was veiled, it now becomes seen. And when that happens, understanding takes place. And when understanding takes place, it is bound to divine purpose. The manifestation of whatever you desire to see in your life is inevitable. That means understanding has a lot to do with the timings of the Spirit. Because where divine purpose is, they has to do a lot with the timings of the Spirit. Because that means God is not just carelessly, no, no. He wants to achieve and fulfill certain things in your life. That's why he has availed his favor. Thou art highly favored among all women. He wanted to achieve something. It was time for the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You realize that whenever favor came into the lives of men, God was fulfilling a certain purpose in his life. Very important. Very important. It's not just a charm. But it has a purpose by God to fulfill God's purposes in our lives. Somebody say, Amen. So, when I said earlier, let not mercy and truth forsake thee, it says, bind it about thy neck, write it upon thine hand, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the eyes of God. You see, God is on the throne. That's why the Bible says that righteousness and justice are the habitation of thy throne. That means God is a righteous judge. The scriptures say he's just. Judge justice. Now, the rendering, some versions say righteousness and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. That means at the throne, God rules. He judges matter. Firstly, you see, the nature precedes the judgments. Are you getting me? That's why we call him the righteous judge. That means when you're a child of God, you know the judgments of God concerning your life. That's why he has said that ye are the righteousness of God. That means the judgments that work for you are righteous. Now, there's a semicolon which is relative of what God wants to relay. He says, mercy and truth go before your face. Mercy and truth go before your face. That means there's something that comes from the throne room. There's something when God, especially that's why when a man really encounters God, one of the first the experiences is that truth is the reality of God, the reality of who he is. But you realize it comes, it's preceded by a certain mercy. See that? Because if mercy is a place where God relates with us at his level, the Bible says that the mercy seat was set above the laws that were against us. That means mercy is the place of relate with me. Come hither. Let us have fellowship. Let's relate. Praise the Lord. That's why when you understand that, then you understand the scriptures like, 
Come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and help in time of need. That means when it comes to favor, it's the mandate of heaven. I want to say this. And the mandate of the throne of God where he is that every situation, everything in your life ought to favor you for his advancement. That's the absolute mind of God. Everything. That's why our man of God this year gave us a theme, the extraordinary. That means there are certain things that probably we didn't fully understand that God has to do in our time, this time. Certain things have to be resurrected. Why? Because, listen, God has purposed. Listen, God has purposed to favor man. That means when a man understands the mercy of God, when the man understands the truth that God has given unto them, when he meditates, writes, the Bible says, write it, bind it upon thy neck. The Bible says you'll always find. Listen, you will always find favor. Always. Not sometimes. I said earlier that for me in my life, that's one of the things that I understood pretty early. And even when some of you take time in this someone to reflect on even how you came into this world and the things that work for you, if you're open with a divine eye, you'll realize that many circumstances favored you for you to be where you are. Even before you are born again, you will understand. You see, the Bible says, whom he did for predestined. The Bible says he called. And whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he glorified. That means the mind of God was very clear. The Bible says he's the true light that lighteth up every man that cometh into the world. Let me tell you something. When you understand this thing, you'll be in the other corner when there are thousands and you'll be picked from that corner because of favor. I had a situation where <laughs> we're in game with my wife and I think children before COVID. And I think we had heard that, okay, the restriction movement is going to be limited. So we said, okay, let's go and do some shopping. And I went. You know, I'm a person, I like to move with my wife. I go to places. And so, we went to game and there were a lot of people. Like, the line was long. It was crazy. Hi, and I remembered. You know, I was thinking about standing there for... Because if I had stood behind that line, it was going to take me, I think, the next two hours. Too long. So, as I'm still there, I see them calling me from far. I was the last guy. Says, that gentleman come with your family. They opened a till. A new till was opened. They did, a minute. Then when they finished, I thought they were going to call others. They closed it. Hey! I said, Lord Jesus. Ah, you know, that's when you... You know, by the way, when this thing happens, you understand how you're with God. There's a way... And you see, I love it that there were many people, all manner of people. Some were big guys, some were different races in the world, and only one man. That's why I say, if he was to die for me, he would die for me alone. Alone! Why? And it's important for all of us to have that revelation of God's, you know, how God is with us. There's a way you are with him. He has a personal relationship with every man. Praise the Lord. You'll be favored. The Bible says strangers shall favor you. Men you don't know. A man meets you and just favors you crazy. That's God's favor. Strangers, not those you know, are strangers. I love it when strangers come. Strangers shall favor. It has happened. By that thing has happened. If I was to narrate, that thing has happened to me in banks. It has happened to me in airports. It has happened to me in planes. Everywhere I go. Some people who are around me see. Are you getting me? Some people even try. As a, some, a few people here, they say, Pastor, I want to take you out for lunch or dinner. They try. So I say, okay, okay. I just reluctantly allow. Then the guy sits with me as he's saying, asking for the bill. Someone else, someone saw us. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? This thing is so crazy. Are you getting me? That people can fight. Are you getting me to favor you? The world. Are you getting me? God can create systems and advantage to advantage you every, not sometimes, every day. But this is our life in Christ. You know, some people are too used to the fallen world. Are you getting me? That that sometimes when I'm speaking, this thing, you see some guys looking at you with some eyes. Then that guy, is he okay? Does he understand what I have gone through? Yes, I do. Praise God. But God paid the ultimate price. Are you getting me? Praise God. You can experience the favor of God all the days of your life. Now, 
There's something I'd said about truth. Now, truth is everything that is associated with the knowledge concerning God and its associated properties and characters. That means everything in truth. Jesus said, he says, to this end came I, that I might be a witness unto the truth. That means every principle concerning God and his knowledge. That's why sometimes it looks like certain men seem to be elevated and many things are favoring them, especially men of God. Some people say, I know pastors, men of God. Are. Yeah, but you see, it's not just because they are pastors, but also they have a deliberate line of understanding and seeking God. And you cannot be a seeker of God. You cannot be a man that goes after God and live a normal life. But this is something I have to tell you. You cannot be a servant of God and live a normal life. It's not allowed. And a servant of God was not only a man on a pulpit. No, we are all servants of God. We are all seekers of God. This thing is for every man. Some of these stories ought to be for you every day. Are you getting me? You just laugh as you're moving about in the day. Things and situations ought to favor you. Because like I said earlier, it's about the redemption of time. Now, I said something earlier, and which I want to just close and end with, when I was handling the issue of Esther. There is a deliberate principle of her submitting to the instruction of the king's chamberlain, rather than not giving what she desired. There's a maturity there required. It's a principle. And one of the things I said earlier was submission. Let me tell you, do you realize that when you became born again, just by being born again and being a child of God, a lot of things work for you. Did you know that? Did you know that? Some of you, when you came to the full understanding, your lives changed. Some things just started favoring. Your finances changed. Your relationships changed. Many things changed around you. Why? Because you're in a relationship with God. But ideally, you are submitted to the power of God. You are under the hand of God. Praise the Lord. You are under the hand of God. And just by that position of authority, many things are working for you. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or imagine, according to the power that worketh in me. You see, some of these things, as much as we know them, some of these things, when you take God deeply in them, they stop being just mere scriptures that you've mastered. They become experiences. The word of God ought to be an experience. It ought to be lived. It ought to be tested. It ought to be manifested. It ought to be an ultimate experience of your life. That's why we don't play with the word. We are lovers of truth. We love the word of God. Because it consecrates you. The word of God sets you apart. You stop living an ordinary life. Your life is not normal. You are set apart unto good works. That's who we are in God. And that's what God has availed for every child of God. Let me tell you, you are set apart, are you getting me, for God. That's why the Bible says you are dead unto sin, but alive unto God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You are alive. You are alive unto God. That means you have a different life and story. Why? Because you are alive unto him. And I feel we are going into days and seasons where a lot of that is going to start being so clear. I feel like never before where we are starting to get into a liberty of the spirit that even as much as sin increases in the world, I feel there's a grace and favor at work to manifest God in our time. I feel in our time, people are going to look at born again men and say, but what is working in your life? How do you do it? Why? That's the favor of God. There is something favored. But the Bible says, thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. Who is Zion? For the time to favor her, yeah, the set time is come. Praise the Lord. I want to speak, listen, the set time is come. I feel like never before. I feel it wherever we are. This year, I feel like it's time. There's a boldness about the gospel. And it's not just going to happen in the gospel in the sense of we're going to nations and no. But it cannot happen in and not happen in your individual life. I feel something different is happening in our time. God is favoring. Listen, the favor of God is going to become more veiled than never before. Why? Because we are becoming conscious of who we really are. I think the church is maturing. I feel God is taking us to places where, because of understanding these realities, the experiences that come thereby, the Bible says, for so shall you find favor. That means I see a lot of men in our season and time finding favor. That's why even a man finding a wife, the Bible says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with God. That means there is a certain, listen, this is the hand of God. When a man finds a wife, it's the hand of God. 
I feel it so strong. I feel the liberality. Like never before, I feel this year, many of you eh, are going to walk in extraordinary favor. That's why I want to speak right now. Like the psalmist said, so shall I know that thou favorest me. So shall I know that thou favorest me. That my enemy will never prevail over me. Let me tell you, the clear mark of favor upon your life, because favor is like shield. The Bible says he encompasses the righteous with a shield as of favor. That means no weapon fashioned against you can ever prosper. There is a shield upon your life. Because you are the righteousness of God. God has favored you beyond what you can imagine. And I feel today in this understanding, God is favoring us beyond. You see, in your understanding of what favor is, I want to speak this, listen, that nothing that's against you will ever, let me tell you, will ever. And I feel it so strongly. And for me, sometimes when I pray, sometimes when you, you get to a level where anything against you, you feel sorry for it. And this is a lot of jokes, but these are realities. When we understand how much God has availed to us, certain things that seem like they are opposition, they are not. No, they are promotions. For the Bible says promotion comes from neither east or west, but promotion comes from the Lord. I speak that as the Lord promotes you in this season and this year, extraordinary favor. God resurrects extraordinary things in your life. God's power is upon you like never before. God's hand is upon you like never before. God's ministry is upon you like never before. God's provisions, things that will scare you, that sometimes until you get into such summons, then you realize, okay, I understand. God, it's your hand. Let me tell you, these are realities for us who are in Christ Jesus. Somebody just speak in tongues for a minute. Just receive wherever you are. This is the setia for God to favor us like never before because we understand. We carry good understanding. We carry good understanding for his favor has been availed. We take a hold of it. We take a hold of it. Oh, your children shall be favored. Your seed shall be favored. Oh, anything that's connected to you will walk in divine favor. I speak that anything connected to you, anything connected to you, anything connected to you, I thank God that this year of extraordinary resurrections, things manifest, things that are long begotten for the redemption of time. I thank God that His purposes are fulfilled in our year like never before. I thank Him for what He has awakened in us, the consciousness of how much He has availed unto us. I speak supernatural healing. I speak supernatural graces upon your life. Oh, you grow in the understanding. Oh, for the path of the just. Oh, signs bright and bright unto a perfect day. Oh, the longer we live, the brighter we shine. Your hand is upon us. Your hand is upon us. Our visions are consecrated. Oh, we carry the right vision of you. Things respond to us because we understand that you have favored us. Oh, I'm highly favored. I don't care where, what situation you are in. God is going to stretch out his mercy. His truth like never before. And you will walk in extraordinary favor. We thank God. We thank you. It doesn't matter whether you're bound, wherever you are. It doesn't matter whatever situation. God's hand is extended to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a big hand of praise. Receive.
I'm excited. I'm excited for the testimonies. I'm excited. I'm excited. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Good name. He has given you a name. Let me tell you. Do you know why some things will favor you? You carry a name. That's why the Bible continues to say, it says that loving, loving favor. You start loving. You know, when you start experiencing it, you even love it the more. And let it be done unto you. Let certain instances of favor manifest certain things in your life like never before. And may you fall more in love with what God has veiled, have availed to you. His favor and grace is available unto you. Praise the Lord. If you're in this place and you're sick in your body, you are healed in Jesus' mighty name. You are healed. You are free. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, please say these words after me. So, Father, I thank you that you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sin. And you raised him into the new life. Father, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. And I believe that you raised him from the dead. I am born again. I'm a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I'm highly favored. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.